3: back, everyone, to this week's episode of in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today, we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from March the 3rd, 1990. We've moved along to a new month in 1990. Here we go. We're, we're after the, the big pay-per-view, Wrestle War 90. I'm sitting with Doc, not Hardbody Harper. Hopper. Hopper is supposed to be joining us shortly. At least he said he was. Doc, how you doing, man?
4: He's probably squeezing out the last two to three inches of that shit. <laughs>
3: okay it's nice
4: (laughs) well i was gonna you know i I had a lot of flips and dives ready but uh, we've decided to do something a little bit different tonight circumstances in the world have called for us to call a little bit of pivot here um we lost paul orndorff this week and for those of you who heard about the video and didn't watch it i watched it and it was rough um, If you've ever had a family member go downhill, it was very reminiscent of that. You didn't think that he had much time left. This is a video that his son took of him in the hospital. So uh, Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful, um, left us. And uh, we're going to do a little RIP uh, reminisce right here. Uh, but before we do that, Mike, do you want to get out any of your flips and dives?
3: That's nice, Doc. You're the flipping diver, but... Anyway, yeah, I just want to mention a couple of things. Special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky e. Blassie, Mike Childry, Jeremy Priest, Joe Ice. Thank you for your patronage. And then uh, two new patrons this week uh, Tom Bowen, I believe is the last name, and Jesse E. Jesse, I, I got to be honest, I, I don't want to butcher your last name. That's why I said E. So send me an email. <laughs> but I appreciate you signing up. Thank you for becoming a BTT Patreon member. Enjoy all that content that's there doc and i actually just finished up an episode for patreon where we talked about the fight on the farm the briscoes match in roh uh we kind of did a long form review of that and it was a lot of fun doc and i put it over as a tease but you can sign up on patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt get access to not only that episode wrestle war 90 which came out last week the clash that came out two weeks ago Lots of stuff up on our Patreon page, tinyurl.com slash Patreon hey. BTT.
4: And we're thinking – I mean, I'm constantly – Mike, I got another idea for a top five, and he's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, you never get anything, but it's always the content of our show and, and pays the bills. So maybe just let me have the ideas and get this thing rolling.
3: You're an idea guy, right?
4: I'm an idea guy. I got a couple of ideas. And uh, this one would be um, <laughs> Silva um, – Knock the dust off your dick. I, I may call you up to be, you know, fill in on the main roster for a little bit. Not for the big show, but some ideas on some top fives and things. Got some ideas.
3: I'm laughing because you know, I said you're an idea guy. Um, Mike Prue runs the, the fantasy football group for the BTT group. Uh, BTT guys. I, I don't play in it, but he, he runs it. And uh, hey, hey,
4: we yeah, I told you fantasy football. Is not a worthwhile endeavor. You can okay. throw it over there in the pile with baseball and NASCAR and hockey.
3: Okay. Let me finish what I'm saying. Nobody cares about that at this point. Anyway, I'm bringing it up because I, I remember, I think it was two or three years ago, the first year they did it, I think they did like a pay league. And so uh, Chris Sapita, long-time patron, long-time listener, he's one of the first people who ever listened to this show. Chris Sapita in the Facebook group said... Why don't, well, you know, why don't y'all set up a free one for, a, you know, a free league? Which I, I can understand that. I can understand. You know, maybe you just want to have a little fun, a little free league. And and I think it was Mike Prue. This is, again, three years ago, so my memory's not good on this at all. Mike Prue's like, well, you know, if you want to do a free league, go ahead and, and set it up and do the free league. <laughs> and Chris, he responds, oh, I'm kind of like Doc. I, I'm an idea guy. I'm just... I'm just bringing an idea. Somebody else can somebody else can run with it and make it and, and bring it to fruition. And that's what you just sounded like with it's your ideas.
4: True, <laughs> Without any ideas, we'd hit the red light and just sit here and fondle our our scratch our balls, and nothing would happen.
3: So everything's your ideas for this show, right?
4: Not only for this show, but I invented. The weekly episodic <laughs> review show when we started with Smoky Mountain, so you could say that I have revol- i didn't revolutionize—I set the standard in the industry.
3: Right. Okay. You say so. Sure, pal. Yeah, you're right.
4: Okay. Hey, you find it. You find it weird that they run ads on a certain rotund podcaster show. For ad-free shows that make fun of the ads they're running on the show,
3: I don't think Hear they that? make. I don't think they make fun of the ads they're running, but I know that. Uh-huh. I mean, they they do run. I mean, they run. I, I get it, man. It's it's people hate ads, mm-hmm. so and we don't do ads. We don't we don't say there's an ad-free version. No no shade on them. I like Conrad. This ain't no shade yeah, on him.
4: He's got a, he's, the con, the mortgage on the Conradison's a lot bigger than mine. I get it.
3: I get it. And look, again, no shade, man. He's got like over 3,000 Patreon members. So good for him. Um He'll catch but, up to us soon. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, again, I, I got nothing against the man, but he's out there just hustling, trying to make some money. But but, but the thing is, like, people don't like ads. So, and I've actually been proposed to run ads on the free show and then put up the version that we do with no ads like we do now that's on our free feed you know put that on patreon and i've said no to it
4: man here's the reason i'm against that the people who can't afford the patreon show the feed their Mm -hmm. lives must be so bad that if we threw ads in the way that might be a roadblock too much and the von eric thing may come into play
3: you're joking but I know a I lot mean, we're, of people. No, who, we're
4: out there helping people through their tough times. You know, their their erectile dysfunction and whatever else is they got going on.
3: Yeah, I, I I for one am not big on you know an ad version and then an ad free version. I just I think we've done this now for all these years. There haven't been ads, you know, plugged in the middle of everything for you know twenty times in a show and. I'd but like if you think, think
4: there's going to be a second free show like there was Smoky Mountain, you're still smoking too much weed.
3: Yeah, it's not going to happen again. Our, our lives are just... Well,
4: you should hear the complaining that happens when we have to do a clash or a pay-per-view the week of, God damn it, we got to do this Friday morning. This is some <laughs> bullshit. Whoever decided to do... We, why are we doing a podcast? <laughs> Wrestling is stupid. That shit's fake. What is the fucking point?
3: He's bullshit. And it reaches
4: a crescendo by like Thursday night. It's like you get, we're both drunk texting each other, man. I ain't doing it. (laughs) I ain't waking up in the morning. Fuck this.
3: (laughs) We'll
4: have to drive that damn forklift straight in without our sweet (laughs) voices in his ear. He'll crash it off the dock. I don't give a shit. I ain't waking up early on my day off. Fuck that.
3: Crockett and I did it starting at like 9 p.m. or something.
4: I don't know who that is. But I do know that <laughs> when we started the show tonight, both of us were so drowsy. We, I mean, it was like shit. You know where we could get a bump? I mean, fuck, dude, we're tired,
3: bro. Let's,
4: let's just quit right now. Hit the tagline. Fuck Harper. I could, let's. Quit.
3: I could use a bump of something. I'm kidding. I, I don't. I don't do that. But no, I mean, go back to the point. I, I look, there are a lot of people who listen to this show that can't afford Patreon. That's fine. So hopefully one day they will be able to afford it and they'll throw some some money our way. And, but, but to just say, you know, I'm going to create a version that doesn't have commercials versus one that does. Here's the other part of that. That's just more work for me.
4: Oh, I like the sound of that.
3: You know, I, no, no. So anyway,
4: you've been sitting around lazy a lot lately anyway. So.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. That's it. Been sitting well, Hey buddy, lazy.
4: I got a five star review. Do you mind if I, if I pop that off real quick?
3: Uh, please, please, please do that while we're waiting. We have somebody named
4: Dagwood Seven Six Five Four Three. See, he's counting backwards there. Uh, A first-class wrestling historian, and then it cut off on me. Uh, BTT is an excellent source of historical information and funny moments for all pro wrestling fans. I think that's true. Good job. I like that. It's factual.
3: By the way, the title said a first-class wrestling history podcast.
4: There, That's us.
3: Yeah, it is us. Good stuff. We're Thank all, you, Dad. I don't we're, know
4: if you if you got the memo yet, but we're fucking over.
3: I've been doing that for a few years. In fact.
4: Oh, okay. Good.
3: Yeah. yeah, I've been knowing that for a while now.
4: I mean, I you can't see me right now, but I'm hitting the RVD post.
3: Ah, what's new? You always hit the RVD post. Okay. Um, Do I need to text hmm. him? Because he's really running late at this point.
4: Does it matter?
3: Uh, talk about something while I'm uh, texting him real quick.
4: <laughs> okay. So we're going to start in on the Paul Orndorff thing here. And there's a lot of different ways that you can remember a Paul Orndorff. Um, certainly, you know, football player coming into the, to the pro wrestling in, in the NWA in Georgia, uh, certainly his early efforts in WWF and his run with Hulk Hogan, which you know, I think in the early 90s, Meltzer was called that run of Orndorff and Hogan, Hogan's best and most profitable run up until that point. Certainly Smoky Mountain, and we're going to get into that in a minute, where he tangled with Ron, uh, Ronnie Garvin and and our our sweet, sweet friend, Tim Horner,
5: mm-hmm.
4: uh, he did. What was the thing he did with that that Gary Spivey, that fortune teller thing in the early 90s, I think? And then apparently he put on a pair of flip flops and whooped Vader's ass at one point. So by all accounts, a good dude, a tough guy, a man's man. No nonsense. Hell of a pro wrestler. Hell of a build. Delivered one of, if not the best, spike pile drivers in the business. Could talk. Could wrestle. I mean, he could do it all. And when I think of him, I don't put him in that top, top echelon. But he's not in the middle of the pack either.
6: He could
3: yeah. go. Yeah, he's at the top. I. I had a couple of notes. I wanted to ask you one thing about it, too. So, you know, RIP Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. A little-known fact, Paul Orndorff was drafted by the New Orleans Saints in the 12th round. I don't know if you knew that, but he was drafted no. by the Saints. Yeah. Back when the draft had a lot more rounds than it does now, by the way. That's why, when you, if you say 12th round, yeah, they used to have a lot more rounds. So I – I first saw Paul Orndorff from Mid-South wrestling in 1981, although he worked for the promotion well before that when it was still tri-state. You can check me on that, Sean Sparks, in case I'm wrong. And I know he held the North American title and the predecessor to the North American title when it was tri-state wrestling. So, again, Sean, check, uh, check me on that if I'm wrong. And then, of course, you know, Southern wrestling fans like me, we'd see him again in WCW in the 90s. Matter of fact, I think we're not far off from where we're at now in March of him coming in to the promotion. So he's going to be he's going to be in WCW on Saturday night sh- soon. And then, of course, Well, he'll be so, welcome.
4: That's for sure.
3: Of, of course. And then also we, you and I and Hopper can never forget his wonderful. I'll call it short run in Smoky Mountain during the first year of the promotion when he feuded with the likes of Ron Garvin and maybe one of our favorites I say that tongue-in-cheek, his feud with White Lightning Tim Horner in the famous Mr. Warndorf promo. Uh, What do you think, Doc? Do you want to play the promo where he rips the kid's lightning bolt or Mr. Warndorf? That's good stuff. Whatever. Let let me hit play on it now. This is um, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 51 from January 16, 1983. Uh, This was when we covered the Smoky Mountain run. This is Paul Warndorf, and he's about to – yeah, he's about to rip a uh, rip the heart out of a uh, Tim Horner's fan chest. Uh, here it
5: is. I just beat Ron Simmons. Exactly. WWF. What happened to Hulk Hogan? He retired. That's exactly right. On his back in a stretcher. But you see, Mr. Wonderful is everything. Mr. Wonderful is what everybody would like to be. Exactly. Exactly. I know they love him. And you know something else? right? I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to ask this kid. Wait a minute, ladies
0: and gentlemen. Paul Orndorff is calling a uh, young gentleman out of the audience.
5: What's your name, son? Chris Brown. Chris, uh uh-huh. Well, who's your favorite wrestler? White Lightning. White who? White Lightning. White Lightning. You can't even talk right. (laughs) Who's your your favorite wrestler? (laughs) White Lightning. White Lightning. And why is he your favorite wrestler?
1: be the
5: champion should be the champion well you know something son you just saw me beat Jim Horner right in the middle of the ring fair and square but let me tell you I'm gonna have a little talk with you I want to have a talk with you maybe like your daddy should but well I don't guess we could use your daddy because he's always drunk all the time and I that's I understand that son I can understand why he's drunk all the time I can see what of these people around here got to live for but to drink there's nothing around here. All the women look like hogs and got four legs. But anyway, besides that, I'm gonna give you a lot of reasons why Mr. Wonderful and why you can change your mind now. Because you know it's like putting your money in the bank. You want your money to grow. You want your money to mean something. Jim Horner is no champion. Jim Horner. Jim Horner ain't nothing but a little local hillbilly that the people rally around and they really think you something. But see, nobody's ever came from around here, so I can understand that. But I'm going to give you a chance to get on the side of Mr. Wonderful, a true champion, a man that's been all over the world. And you know something? Hey, a lot of good things can happen if you just hang with Mr. Wonderful. And what is this? This is a lightning bolt? Huh? How much did that cost? $3. I bet you had to save. I bet your daddy worked for a whole month to get $3, didn't he? Well, I'm going to tell you something. This this hit three dollars for something that really you know let's face it this i mean you know this, this white lightning this this is what i think of white lightning i mean this is a big joke and uh,
3: All right, so Horner broke that up after all the insults, and Horner came out there and and jumped Mister Wonderful, and then they fight to the ring. Again, that was Smoky Mountain Wrestling episode fifty-one from January sixteenth, nineteen eighty-three. Hopper joined us in the middle of the promo. Hopper, we're we're R.I.P. in Mister Wonderful. Uh, feel free to chime in with your thoughts on uh, Mister Wonderful at this point, because he was a legend.
6: But wasn't that great to have someone like him in Smoky Mountain?
3: It was tremendous
4: yeah he added a lot of legitimacy and you just said episode 51 he was there a lot later into the run than i thought he was yeah
3: yeah i mean we're 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 a year in at that point so he he was yeah that shows past you, past like,
6: you know we're not just another bunch of fucking indie assholes
4: we got ron garvin we got mr horndorf we got real stars right yeah, Not the go assholes. Man, how good was Orndorff in that promo, though? He was just riffing and natural. He cut on the people. He cut on the little boy. He wow. cut down He cut down Horner. Horner a bunch of hillbillies that never amount to nothing. I mean, he hit it all. Fuck, fuck you, Mike Mills. I, you jump on. You better watch out. I'll jump on, too.
6: It's, you're going to find out that it's harder to jump off than it is to jump on.
3: Speaking of which, that promo was episode 52 of Smoky Mountain Wrestling from January uh, 23rd of 1993, and here it is. There's no Orndorff here, but his name is butchered a bunch of times. Okay, fans, you've seen
0: what happened last week, and right here, uh, standing right with me here is White Lightning, Tim Horner. And, Tim, I just want to say that, you know, the way Paul Orndorff acted last, last week, I don't agree with it. And I think you did absolutely the right thing by coming out and doing exactly what you did. Well, you know, Dutch, I figured
7: you'd see it my way. You seem to always do when we're kind of face to face, if you know what I mean. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Warndorf, or- Paul Warndorf. <laughs> you come out here and you degrade these people, you degrade everybody. You say that you're Mr. Wonderful and you've been all over the world. Well, I've been a few places myself and most recently it was on you, if you can recall. <laughs> So let me just tell you something, if you got something to say to me, Mr. Wonderful, you say it to my face, don't say it about my family, don't say it about my friends, and certainly don't say it about my fans, you understand what I'm saying? Now let me tell you something else, Mr. Wonderful. Thanksgiving Thunder, you interfered in my match, you cost me that title. Now we've been going around tag matches, me and Ronnie Garvin, you won't have the guts one-on-one. To face me, always got to have something to wrap around your hand or get something from Ron Ryder, the dirty white boy. If you want some of me, jump on me. I'll help you all I can, you understand where I'm coming from? <laughs> I'm not a hard man to find, these people know I'll fight when I have to. And now it's come to time to fight, Mr. Wonderful, and that's exactly what it's going to be. If you want to fight, it's going to be a fight. Jump on me, get in my face, slap me and get me in the mood if you know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> go ahead, get in my face. Jump on me. If you get tired, I'll take over. But nevertheless, Mr. Wonderful, I'm going to get you wherever it's, it's going to be. If it's here, if it's in the parking lot, who cares? It
0: doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to you, Dutch. No, sir. It doesn't matter to me where you get him, as long as you don't get me. Mister. That's it, folks. Right now, that's down and dirty a Dutch. You heard the comments from Tim
3: Horner to Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff fans. Mr. Warndorff.
6: You know Jump what I was on. thinking? Go ahead. You think if he wouldn't I can't remember if I discussed this with y'all know,
4: or somebody is this, else. Is this the promo where you needed a rape kit for your ears?
3: That was the one where he said that, yes. Yeah. Yes, that was the one where he said that. But but go <laughs> Just ahead. Just say what,
6: Mr. Wonderful. That's all you got to no, say.
3: What were, you, what were you about to say, oh, what were you about yeah, to say he, Hopper?
6: You think if he wouldn't have went to the WWF when he did, if he would have stayed in the NWA, you think he would have eventually been a uh, – uh, going up against Flair. Going up or, against Flair, 100%. I mean, because I could picture him being the fucking NWA world champion and fucking Jim Crockett in those fucking early mid-80s. Teal territory, pal.
3: I I agree, because he could talk. He can cut the promos.
6: He's got that look,
4: and he looks. He's got, and he seems yeah. real. I just said it. I, he's not on my like top 10,
6: but he ain't far out of it.
4: You know? Yeah.
6: I think I still got his his uh, figure.
3: Like the LJN? Yeah. Really?
6: It's somewhere. Yeah. He's doing the the d- d- double bicep.
3: I'll be damned. Mm. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Harper. I, I definitely think he's. I mean, we'll never know. It's kind of one of those what ifs, but.
6: Yeah. He... That's definitely a fucking what if.
3: He he looks the he looks the part. That's for damn sure.
6: He sounds like it too,
3: and he sounds like it. And he was good in the ring. Man, that's a I would have loved to see that.
6: You want y'all sitting at the Cornette? for the fucking? Why don't you send it? Uh, No, because look, it ain't my job. My job
4: and your job are to have the ideas. It's Mike's job to do shit.
6: Yeah, (laughs) Mike do it.
3: Uh, one of our listeners out there, send it the corny drive-through. There you go. Send well, RIP,
6: Mister Orndorff, a true legend
4: in 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 the sport.
6: Well, was his final whatever? What?
4: diagnosis
6: it, it, it was just
4: the video I, it, I saw yeah. looked like Alzheimer's, and then you have all kinds of shit that spiderwebs off that.
6: Yeah, because I because I saw that that video where he will. Loved- fucking bad off and then someone shared a picture yeah that looked fucking I, I I turned it off I was like I don't want to see this and then they had then someone shared the picture of him on the 4th of July sitting on a chair drinking a fucking Bex and I'm like is that recent
3: there's no way of knowing yeah dude I didn't watch a video I saw a screen Grab it's of it.
6: fucking depressing, bro. And that's why I didn't want to watch it. It sure is. To see anyone. I mean, yeah, even man, if it's know, not I, fucking I Mr. wouldn't Park mind school. Mike looking like that, but
4: anybody that I care about, for real.
6: Yeah. It, 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 it was sad to fucking see him just totally you know, in that condition. Father
4: Tom, dude.
3: Does yeah. no jobs.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Hopper and I were on the phone yesterday talking about getting old.
4: Yeah, getting bro, old, bro. I, I told Mike this week, something's happened, dude. Time is starting to move faster, and
6: I don't like it. Yeah, fuck that.
3: Dude, when you start doing the math and you realize you're only a few years younger than Ron Wright was when Smoky Mountain Wrestling started. That's wrong, man. I'm a used character. That's when it hits you. Yeah. Okay, how about we talk some? Uh, RIP, Mr. Wonderful. Uh, thank you for the memories. How about we talk some Saturday night?
4: Let's do it, man. Fifty-one motherfucking minutes.
3: Yeah, short episode. And More.
4: And it's almost like they f- they remembered that you're supposed to talk shit on a show. Y-
3: they did, they did. Let's get today. <laughs> Just all the length of it. So, uh, the opening clip of the show is a clip of uh, Luger versus Flair from Wrestle War '90. JR and Corny set the table for the week. They do say JR and Corny say at the beginning of the show, "Hey, this is a 90-minute episode this week." So it was 90 minutes. We've got 51 minutes and it's because commercials and replays, God bless the person that put this together, uh, whoever did it, replays were taken out. They literally edited out the replays from Russell War That's 90. Fucking-
6: Right.
4: That is the <laughs> Lord's motherfucking. When I got, I mean, I got a little twinge in my pants and thought I got an extra blood flow down there when I saw fifty-one minutes.
6: Because you know, it probably it did. The last couple fucking episodes have been fucking recaps. Whoever was taping his back then was probably like, "Fuck, I'm not sent to this shit again." Who's that? That ain't rhubarb.
3: That yeah, was Jack. No, rhubarb. Um, Rhubarb's not. I don't think he's gone though from Ring out him. He's going to be around for a while, but I, I forget who that guy is. We've seen him before, though.
4: I saw... I had his name somewhere, and I forgot and said, fuck it. How
3: about that's that? Nice. That's nice. That's nice, Doc.
4: <laughs> Minimum effort, you know? Yeah, of
3: course, of course. Then you're going
4: well, to get, like, all these responses. Man, fuck Doc, man. I'd be on the show. I'd work hard for you, Mike. I promise, man. Get the fuck out of here.
6: You know what that reminds <laughs> me of? I remember when... uh. One of the people from The Sopranos Was on Joe Rogan And they kept saying uh, How when they were filming it In Jersey all the local assholes Would fucking come up like, Bro hey, yeah, yeah, I can fucking do that shit Bro I'm real And then, and then finally Christopher Is like bitch I've been fucking busting my ass Acting for 20 fucking years I finally got a big break Fuck you <laughs> You think I toiled on this podcast for
4: six years making exactly zero dollars to let some (laughs) asshole come in here and steal my spot? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: (laughs) uh, (laughs) Call me, Conrad.
6: Call me. Save me. Save money with Conrad. Fucking save. Fuck save with Conrad. Save Doc. (laughs) You run our on your home. Of course you do. Of course you do.
3: Well, we go to the first match, and it's a barn burner on this week's Saturday night from March 3rd, 1990. It's Norman versus Joe Kazana. Cactus Jack is going to attack Norman, and Mike Rotunda is going to make the save eventually. Norman comes out to shout, this is stupid. There's a pitcher in pitcher promo from Norman during the match intros. Again, stupid. Don't ask me about it because it was just bad. Uh, something, uh, I don't know. It's just, ugh. this is all meh, and Norman's going to win, and wrong guy won. Joe Kazana should have won. Cactus does attack Norman, like I said uh, a second ago, and they're brawling. Mike Rotunda comes out, and he helps Norman. Sullivan eventually comes out too. Rotunda saves Norman. I. I this is stupid, and it's not going away, this Norman-Rotunda- how long does he stay around for?
6: A long, a long time. time. I don't remember him lasting that, that. this this fucking long. Here's what I want to know.
4: These are no. words Jr. said.
3: Okay, please tell me.
4: Good old Norman, a feel good. Lo- and so now we have a feel good, lovable mental patient who's hitting on Missy Hyatt. I don't buy it. And I ain't taking that move from him.
3: Yeah, Hopper on in they Wrestle call that War. that the
4: tea bag. Come on, come here's
3: on. Here's a here's a spoiler for uh, anybody who's thinking about signing up on Patreon. On during Wrestle War, Missy they 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 dress her up like a man with a tuxedo on, and she interviews Norman, and Norman is is basically hitting on her, and Norman begs her for a kiss on the cheek, and Missy dressed in a tuxedo kisses Norman on the cheek at that wrestle course. war 90 and hopper not hopper. No, doc wonder, says, she
4: ha- no wonder she hates herd
3: <laughs> and doc and doc was like, so you take Missy Hyatt and you cover her up completely and you have her do one interview on the pay-per-view and it's with Norman boy. That's how you use talent. Pitiful, just pitiful. Doc uh, Harper, any other thoughts on this Norman nonsense?
6: No, bro. Hey, jealous. I got a question.
3: Uh, yeah. move
4: this along, why are so we uh, we got a desk for Corny and Jr. Apparently. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. Whereas they were standing a second ago.
4: Where's the Smoky Mountain desk?
3: <laughs> uh, how guess- much would that? How
4: much legitimately? If somebody had that, how much would it sell for?
3: The Smokey Mountain mm. Desk?
4: Yeah, couple thousand, huh?
3: I mean, it depends. It's If you had a collector willing mean, to pay. If it was on the pay...
4: Treasure Show, they would say it was worth 15000 and then oh, offer God. somebody 650 bucks. But
3: that's sure so after stupid. they
4: lowball them, come on, don't you want it to be a part of history?
6: Man, fuck you. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to pay off you, some bro. bills, motherfucker. Yeah, this is fucking wrestling, bitch. Fuck off. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Um, Cornette and uh, Jr. throw it to the replay of Luger versus Flair from Wrestle War. Again, uh, it's been clipped off the episode. You can uh, hear our review of it at tinyurl.com patreon btt Sign up for it and 300-plus other Patreon shows. Right after they show that recap that was clipped off, they, again, they then go to Luger, and this is shot right after his match with Flair. Here it
1: is. Thank you very much. It's just moments after the match. Lex Luger up against Ric Flair for the World Heavyweight Championship. and Lex, has it sunk into you what you actually have done?
2: Well, Gordon, sometimes everybody goes, what happened? Why you do what you did? Sometimes I'm no superhero, Gordon, so I don't pretend to be... I don't try to win any popularity contests in the sport of professional wrestling. I'm all business. But sometimes you just react on instinct. And I just react on instinct, because I may try to take people out. But when I do it, I do it by myself... Not two guys against one on crutches because he's well, he can take either of you with one hand tied behind his back. So, Gordon, I react on instant, but Flair, this isn't the end of the match. This is not the end of the story. This is to be continued. But this will be the final chapter between you and me because this time it's coming to an end. Your glorious reign as world heavyweight champion is coming to an end. And that's not a threat. That's a promise,
1: Nature Boy! Well, there's certainly no question about the fact that the emotions are running extremely high with Lex Luger right now. And one must admit, he had the world champion, Ric Flair, in a very, very dire circumstance. And just that moment of compassion, I guess, is the only word you could use, has cheated Lex Luger from the World Heavyweight Championship. But they'll meet again, that's for sure.
3: So, Doc, based on – I'll throw it to you first since Hopper wasn't on the review with us uh, for Wrestle War, Based on kind of what happened at Wrestle War, what did you think about Luger's follow-up promo after the match?
4: I wish it had been a little bit more like I can't believe what just happened, but it was the right thing to do. I didn't understand – this is to be continued, but it's the final chapter. I think catching Luger right after the match is probably not his strong suit, but I understand why they did it. Not bad, just not as good as some of the other things we've seen of him. I thought it had been funny if Gordon would have been like, Jesus, I can smell the steroids sweating out of you. <laughs> Luger goes, you shut the fuck up, Gordon. You smell like cheap gin and cigarettes.
6: Yeah, shut up, old man. You're lucky you're still here.
3: Okay, Boomer.
6: <laughs> yeah. Okay, b- shut up, Boomer.
3: <laughs> you know, I thought it was fine for what it was, and for those who don't know how it finished, how that match finished, Sting was on the outside with a crutch and the horsemen were about to attack him. Lex went to go help Sting and Lex had Flair in the torture rack. Lex was about to win when Lex went to help Sting. Flair's in the ring. Lex is on the outside. They count to 10. So Lex is counted out, which means Lex learned Flair. a
4: powerful lesson never help anyone with anything
3: of course we know how you feel about that so that's i thought just based on that luger's promo was fine uh i do understand where you're coming from with uh some of your some of your items you picked out though doc uh Harper, any thoughts on it before we go to rick flair's promo
6: i just like him as a heel man and it seems well, that's changing
3: well yeah he's a face now he is a i agree most of his heel promos are 10 times better because he comes across as the prick, and he's just better as a heel. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. Um, Without talking about the whole match, I'll tell you, Doc and I thought Lex Luger, once again, put on his working boots against Flair in a very lengthy match. They put on a show. We'll go to Ric Flair now in his promo post-match. Uh, he's got woman, and he's next to Gordon Soley.
1: I am with Ric Flair, the world heavyweight wrestling champion and woman. And may I just say, after the results of tonight's matches, it certainly appears to me the N.W.A. is going to order some rematches.
2: Gordon, if Lex Luger couldn't get it done tonight, he's never gonna get it done.
1: Champ, he did have you down for a nine count. The referee was out. Well, Gordon Soley,
2: (laughs) when your name is Ric Flair, as I said about an hour ago, and you're standing here with a woman, and Gordon Soley, the dean and you're holding this, you really don't care what anybody in this wrestling world has to say or think, because I know each and every day, just like I know now as I stand here soaked in my own sweat, that I am Luger's master and I'm Sting's master. And Sting, wherever you are in this universe, you know that tonight you came this far from losing that light. And that's what's going to happen if you pursue this. And Luger, it's cut and cleared. You ain't sting like this again. Well, if you ride with sting, you die with sting. you understand what I'm telling you? Look me in the eye, pal. Learn to love it. It's as good as gold put in the bank. You hang with sting, you get hurt. you understand, Luger? The bottom line is, I'm Ric Flair, and I'm your
0: World champion. Woo! All things said and done. The rematch has been signed. The next time, in my opinion, Luger's gonna be the champion. It's gonna come out the same way. Rick Flair's gonna be the world heavyweight champion and woman's gonna be the world heavyweight champion woman. Fans we'll be back with more right after this.
3: Okay. Doc, your thoughts on Flair's response.
0: His hair doesn't look
4: so bad when it's sweated out and kind of you know, it's cut well so it's layered. He looked good there. Uh, woman was good at the beginning. If he didn't get it done tonight, it ain't going to happen. That was awesome. Uh, he did exactly what we said he would do when we closed up Russell War and he laid there for on his back for nine. He's going to get out there, ignore that shit, and start lying about it. And uh, a couple other quick things other than <laughs> these two on my screen. Um,
3: we'll get to that shortly. Keep going on <laughs>
4: Rick in a polo shirt looks weird. Yeah. And um, I think he said the line of all time when he said, if you ride with Sting, you're going to die with Sting. I agree with that. WCW is like... a promotion. Learn that.
3: Wow. That's I like when he true. said that. I like when he said that and he said, put that in a bank, pal. When Ric Flair says pal, it just rolls off differently than when anyone else says it. even when Except it's for
4: missing. me. Except for me.
3: Okay. Hopper, uh, 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 what did you think about Flair there?
6: Luger couldn't get the job done. No, he couldn't. Boy, that's and he man. was so close. Well, that's his problem. He should have been closer.
3: They, they had a hell of a match, though. I tell you, man, they had a hell of a match. It was really fun breaking that match down. They went out there and worked their asses off. Flair, God, Flair... I mean, Flair put him over without obviously putting him over for the belt. Just yeah. Just another Flair. It's, you'll never hear that match as being like, oh, yeah, it's one of Flair's top five matches. But it was top-notch. Hell of a match. They they went out there and they put on a hell of a show.
6: Isn't that, that crazy? Note, how they had, like, top-of-the-line shit like this, but they still couldn't get shit right?
3: Well, when you got Jim Hurd.
6: It's just fucking
4: nuts, huh? Couldn't yeah. draw... Couldn't draw flies with a
6: handful of shit. It's like they have an all-star team. It's like I was watching an all-star game last night. It's like you have like Clayton Kershaw, but you make him center field or something. It, it just—it's yeah, okay. You got a great player, but he's playing fucking center field. He's a pitcher. And then
4: every once in a while, a big fat mental patient comes out and
3: distracts him from his job
6: <laughs> with a teddy bear hanging around his neck.
3: Sadly, that's true, what y'all are saying. Which is <laughs> sad. Yeah, I mean, you can't... It goes to show you, man, when you got poor leadership, you're screwed. I don't care
4: what Conrad says with this herd interview. Jim Hurd was the problem here. I
3: think We're going to talk about that. Doc had sent me something about that interview that Hurd did. I got to read it, the, you know, because it's online. Somebody basically posted some thoughts on it i gotta read it and uh
6: pay to listen to it huh or watch it i don't have to do shit
3: it's on their ad free thing but uh doc had sent me there's some journalists who who basically did a write-up on it and you know put some quotes in it and i gotta read through it and we're gonna have a discussion on it on patreon so we'll talk about that later but on that note we go to yeah chief Wahoo mcdaniel and terry funk uh let's um Doc you said look at these two I mean did you want to say something before I hit play or what
4: <laughs> They both look like they got told by their wives to dress up for some social event <laughs> and, and then their wives weren't home to oversee the process and this is what how they both took the instructions
6: Wives wow, looks like he's a manager at fucking Firestone or Tire kingdom <laughs> Sir the <laughs> car was
4: like that when you drove it in here <laughs>
3: Let me play on this. I can't disagree with any of those comments.
4: Here it is.
3: The opportunity
2: to referee the most important match of probably the decade whenever It's Ric Flair going up against Lex Luger for the world's heavyweight championship. And it's right there in West Texas in God's country in my part of the country. And I'll guarantee you that I'm going to do a good, honest, fair job. And one of those two men are going to step out of that ring, a decisive victor. Now, Wahoo, why don't you tell them about what you've got? Well, you know, I'm looking forward to coming back to West Texas because it's my home. Now, you know, the, the Road Warriors and the Doom and the Chicago Street fight, they couldn't find anybody that could handle this. Well, here they asked me. Well, I think with my background and my experience and being right there in West Texas, my home area, that I'll be able to handle this match because, you know, it's a fight where rules don't count and you try to keep it in control, and somebody you don't want somebody to get hurt so bad that they're out of wrestling forever. So come El Paso, Midland, San Angelo, Amarillo. Doesn't make any difference to me.
0: I'll be there, and I'm going to have control of that match at all times. Don't forget Lubbock.
6: I think fucking Yahoo's shirt on his, on his left side. Who? Who?
3: <laughs> he, called him, he called him Yahoo, and I love it.
6: I think his shirt's, like, tucked in. You see what I'm saying? On his left side, wahoo! I mean,
3: yeah, you mean like, yeah, like, on his chest? It's,
6: yeah, it's it's. He needs to pull it out.
3: Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out what kind of polo type shirt that is because you can see the buttons on the right. Mhm. But the, but his left side is is like it's folded in. I don't know what the hell is going on.
6: Yeah, that is right, huh? It's like their fucking. It's like their wife told him, "Look, you gotta fucking dress up, all right." I got people Dude, coming over.
3: They look <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Funk's got on. He's got a tie that's not really tied all the way. and That's the... a
6: tux. Yeah, that's I a know. tuxedo.
3: That's true. But, the, but it doesn't look like it's buttoned at the top.
4: He's wearing a tux for Saturday night.
3: They had this. No, this isn't center stage, though. I was gonna say they had to shoot this after Wrestle War, but I don't know, bro.
4: Hey Harper, you ever been to West Texas?
6: I've uh, driven through there. Yeah. It is. It fuck. It looks like a John Wayne movie where they wait for the fucking Indians to come <laughs> riding over the fucking hills. I believe the term is Native American. Native American. Whatever, bro. Shut up.
3: Actually, it's not Native Americans anymore. It's indigenous. People.
6: Indigenous peoples. Yeah, whatever that means.
3: Send your hate mail to at on Twitter. And, Doc, as we keep going, I guess y'all are being jackasses about West Texas. Um, Kevin Sullivan and Buzz Sawyer are tagging up against Zan Panzer and Robbie Idol. This you know match this clearly was recorded before the pay-per-view. You want to tell yeah. the folks why related to Buzz, Doc? Because
4: Buzz has two working wrists.
3: Yeah, he broke his wrist at Wrestle War on his frog splash or splash yeah. off the top rope. So, um, this I've is always definitely... wondered
6: why that that never happens more. Well,
4: he bent that fucker back on this thing.
6: Because when you're jumping off, dude, that's all your weight coming down.
3: You can't, dude. It's if you brace yourself with your the palm of your hands like he did. You're on fucked. That one, you, Dude, your weight is going to just crush your arms. Mm-hmm. You cannot land. You you better use your knees and elbows and try to distribute it evenly. And that's what he didn't do. And Doc and I rewound it when we watched it. And, it, oh, God. it's. I mean, his bone doesn't come through his arm, but, dude, it's brutal looking.
6: That was the end of him, wasn't it? I believe so. So yeah, because he's like not too, not too far after this, right? When they find him dead,
4: no, he's we got a couple of years. Okay.
3: What, what, what year did he die?
4: Ninety-two oh, or nice. ninety-three, I believe.
3: Oh, look it up, Mister Research Department on the fire. Uh, right I'm for...
4: popping pandas. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, What's so Harper's on Facebook. We're we're busy right now.
3: That's I figured. Uh, Sawyer and Sullivan are DQ'd because Buzz is is choking. Yeah, Robbie Idol and gnawing on him. I mean, literally, Uh, the locker room is gonna clear and it clears in an attempt to pry Sawyer off of Idol, and then Sullivan comes back and puts a chain around uh, Sawyer to yank him off of Idol. Pretty uneventful outside of the craziness that happens with the gnawing on Robbie Idol. But Doc, any other thoughts on this match?
4: Why did they DQ
6: him?
3: I guess because he didn't break the the hold when he's gnawing Shit. on him,
6: because he's okay. not wearing ruse. Um,
4: this was good except for the fact that it's not going to mean anything
3: <laughs> because he's got a broken wrist.
4: <laughs> yeah, I love that he's insane, even more insane now. He can't be stopped. Sullivan didn't know what to do at first to stop him. This is all good stuff. It's just. Damn, it ain't going nowhere.
6: Dude, this is a great fucking tag team. Imagine yeah. if this shit would have fucking stayed. And look, you got Sullivan leaving. Like, holy shit! And then you throw cactus. Nuts.
4: In, you throw cactus in there with him. hmm He's chewing on his ear.
3: They, it's a hell of a combination. Sullivan, Sawyer, cactus.
4: Remember at the pay per view, they just started. They got tired of beating up the opponent and just started slapping each other.
3: Yeah. Literally, they. Slapped a piss out of each other in the face. Uh, they can't <laughs> look. They're pulling buzz. They're this pulling buzz.
4: Like if this is how he should have come into the territory. First appearance.
3: They're pulling buzz off of idol, and buzz is got idol hooked. So idol's coming up when they pull buzz away, and got then it takes
6: chain on his ass like a dog. And then
3: Sullivan's <laughs> got him chained up like a Rottweiler. Pulling him off of idle, thats the only way he'll break the hold—and then, and then they drag Idol off the out of the ring.
4: And Buzz.
3: And Buzz. Buzz gets dragged out by the chain too.
4: I really like this.
3: It, it was good. I mean, I, I wasn't complaining, but it's to the point you made it—they're about to disappear. So, or oh, not they, but
4: they didn't uh, know it at the time. But look at that visual right there on the screen.
3: Yeah, Kevin Sullivan and Cactus and Buzz, who's still on the chain, talking to junior let's go to it now.
4: A little help. He got a lot of help. He's
2: got me. Let me tell you something. It ain't the dog's fault. When his mother was carrying him and she's walking through the desert because she was a no man, she couldn't hold it any longer. She stopped and left him there to die well the dog didn't die because from the fetal position he crawled the heart burning sands that's me he crawled the heart burning it's me god it's me he crawled the heart burning sands and when he was burning up and withering the she-wolf came and the mad dog looked up and he was given the breath of life Uh it's not the dog's fault he's just a part of the environment he'll be okay you see, because the dog has me the dog okay. it's okay it's okay, it's okay it's okay, it's okay the dog has me the dog has finally found peace in his life. You see, all he is is
0: misunderstood. <laughs> we'll be back right after this.
3: So that wasn't me that beeped anything out. If anybody's listening to this and they're like, well, what's the beep out? Why are you doing that? That was TBS. So what was said must have TBS must have said, oh, no, we can not do that. Basically, it
4: sounded something like she was walking along in the desert and just bent over and shat him out.
3: That's what I thought the first time, on the first one. The first beep that you hear, I agree. I thought that's what was said. Something about she was walking across the desert, and then she shit him out. Like, she squatted and shit him out. Like, that that's what it seemed like was said. That's... That's stiff.
4: Yeah. I, I, mean, I bet Bruce loves that. <laughs> Man, if anybody in the North Tower actually watched the product, we might be off the air here.
3: And then... Harper's laughing because midway through, Buzz is holding on to Sullivan's leg and kind of gnawing on it. And Sullivan's just beating the hell out of Buzz in the head. And that's where the second beep came shortly after that. I don't know what the second beep was. Uh, Doc, what'd you think all this?
4: This was, uh, to me, this is wrestling. R-A-something-something-something-L-I-N wrestling. I absolutely love this. I thought it was great. They're crazy. They're unpredictable. What else are they going to do?
3: It's a, it's, a, it's a hell of a combination. Hell of a combination, these three.
4: How do you beat guys that are, beat up each other?
3: i don't know that's a good question if they can abuse themselves then what can you really do to them
6: yeah, nice. that's like a real life dungeon of doom
4: yeah
3: yeah not the <laughs> one we saw years later yeah definitely hubbard you got any thoughts on these uh this trio
6: i just wish this shit would have played out yeah i would have loved to see where this would have went
4: because i buzz was with kevin sullivan in the in the devil shit in well the satanic shit in uh florida so they had done some of this shit before agree and it It was going to be good
3: oh it it definitely would have been i wonder how much they would have allowed them to do that's the funny part though if you think about it
4: I i guarantee you what they just did wasn't fully approved. So, of
3: course, he said something about shitting out a baby in the desert. I mean,
6: come well,
3: on. It happens.
6: Wait, wait, it All does.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. Oh boy.
4: Man, Kevin Sullivan's come a long way to be the he's the color commentator for the local promo, promotion here, and he's a little too straight-laced for my liking these days. I need him to torture some monkeys and shit.
3: We keep the show moving, and once again, God bless the person who edited out the recap. The recap was of the Steiners and Andersons at Wrestle War, that uh, Doc and I did. Hell of a match between the Steiners and Andersons. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that one, too. It's really good pay-per-view overall. You can get access to that at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Uh, we then uh, go to a match with Rick and Scott Steiner, Steiner Brothers, versus Rick Fargo and Mark Kyle, our friend Killer Kyle from Smoky Mountain. Uh, my only note, um, besides the Scott Steiner's looking good, Scott Steiner is going to hit Rick Fargo with the Frankensteiner and the Steiner's win. Doc, what would you have from this?
4: My th- my only note is similar. I liked, I really like the fact that you're seeing the progression in Scott Steiner where he's learned that that move is over and somebody's taught him how to sell that move more. I think that's really cool. Because he used to just do it because he could fucking do it. Which is no reason to do a wrestling move. But now he's like playing it up.
3: By the way, Scott Steiner working with Ole Anderson at WrestleWar.
4: Hilarious.
3: Man, fantastic. It's worth it just to become a Patreon member to listen listen to us as we're watching that one.
4: Let's be clear. It'd be worth it to be a patron if we had never even done this last pay-per-view.
3: Hubbard, any thoughts on Steiner Brothers versus Rick Fargo and Mark Kyle? Wasn't the greatest-looking Frankensteiner, by the way.
6: Yeah, I mean, whatever.
3: Yeah. It's Fargo. What oh, yeah, think? bro. He didn't go. He just he just kind of yeah. stood there. He, you got to go when Scott's legs start mm-hmm. going, man. You gotta, yeah. You got to go. All I right. I think he
6: was slow getting. It. I think he slow was slow getting. Slow in speed or cool. slow like slow? I think he was slow getting to his – to his legs. I think he's about a half a second off. We call that, well, where I come from, we call that a cunt hair. Come on. Wow. Wow.
3: You just can't help yourself tonight, huh?
4: No. I'm feeling good.
3: Let's go to Rick Steiner. This is after the Steiners match with the Andersons, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew at WrestleWar. War.
4: Hey, Ole. Hey,
2: Arn. We just finished the match. Look what we got. You may have done something, to, you, may have, you may have hurt my brother's arm, but any anywhere, anywhere, you guys want to try and, and have another match and try something else, we'll be around. Cause I, you ain't going to stop, stop me and Scotty just, just to hurt our arm. I just to try to hurt them all the time when we were kids, so that ain't going to stop them. Oh, only an arm! Yeah. The match is over and we still got the belts! So what? You hurt my arm. You know, there's an old saying. You don't measure man by the size of the man he beats. But by the size of the man, it takes to discourage him. Well, boys, if you think you discourage me by hurt one arm, you got nothing coming. So the next time we step in a ring, it's your turn to hurt. And boys, you ain't gonna feel so good.
3: Wasn't the am I,
4: best. Am I the now. only one that started singing Judas Priest?
6: That's what that was? You got another thing coming.
3: Mm. <laughs> uh, who? Who's Judas Priest?
6: Okay.
4: It's a priest from Judas. It's oh. a Motorhead cover band. Yeah. Really?
3: Oh. Yeah. So Chris Zaha will know who that is. Oh, yeah. Zaha. Yeah. Chris Zaha. Yeah. I'm sorry.
4: Javorski, Zaha. too.
3: what did you think about the promo, Doc? I, it wasn't their best. That was my note.
4: No, it wasn't, and I just... but but it re- reiterates what we were talking about earlier in the patron. Brothers fight. I don't care what Vince says. And oh, oh.
3: Go, go go no go go ahead, Doc. I guess
4: I'm done. No, That's I, I, fucked I, up.
3: I I didn't realize you were done. That's what I said. Wow,
4: thought yeah, you were finished. Okay. That's why. I Never was, mind. I don't have anything important to say. No, like yeah. Vince
3: said, what what is it?
4: Brothers don't fight, pal.
3: Alright, Hopper, I'm gonna assume you got nothing from that either.
6: No. I just I'm just glad Rick's still seen as loony. But that's gonna change. He overstuttered in that promo. Well
3: <laughs> He kinda of did. That's the one thing about his, his act that he does. It's it's believable usually. There's some truth to that. Well, let's go now to Arn and Oli. This is again after their match at Wrestle War against the Steiners. And, of course, Arnold's going to nail it again, but I'll let you be the judge. Here it is.
2: You know, Steiners, sometimes winning isn't everything. In your case, you're still a tag team champions. A tag team champions that lose <coughs> one arm, like you did, Scott, might not be tag team champions very long. The Anderson way is to work on somebody. Wear them down, little by little. But finally, you chip away and the rock is gone. Scott, that arm of yours has got to be painful. I know. I've lived that. We're coming for your arm again, and then we're coming for the belts. I can almost guarantee you're not going to be doing any 80-pound dumbbell curls. I don't know if you can get that arm up high enough to even open your car door. But I saw something in your eyes and I didn't think nobody, including yourself, knew existed. You get to a point where too much pain starts to generate fear. And fear generates doubt. Once we got you doubting yourself, we'll take you out just as sure as the sun's going to shine.
3: I mean, I thought Arn did as usual. Doc, what'd you think?
4: I feel like the, the Andersons got their strategy from wives everywhere. We <laughs> just grab onto a hold and wear you down. Okay. That's nice.
3: I can see that. Uh,
4: Arn was, uh, they were both great. I mean, they're taking the long view of this thing. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, y'all are younger and faster and whatever, but th- you can't hold on to those belts forever. It's a
6: marathon, not a race. I think it's let me, a
3: sprint. Let me tell you something. No, oh, no yeah, way. it is, right? Yeah. Mike? Sure. Don't
6: ask him. He doesn't
4: know.
3: Oli, dude, Scott Steiner threw Oli around in that match at Wrestle War Bruh. in glorious fashion. And Doc made a comment. He was like, I think Oli sat in that match and was like, yeah, it's time for me to get out this damn ring. Because, <laughs> you know, let's face it, S- Scott and Rick are they're, they're, they're freaking great amateur wrestlers, man. They can tie you up, and they're strong. And and Ole was just like, yeah, I think my time's done. <laughs> anyway, it was something to see. But it was a good match, and uh, the Steiners are still the NWA World Tag Team Champions. Uh, we go to a replay of Brian Pillman and Z-Man winning the U.S. titles, and then there was a like 30-second promo from Pillman and Z-Man about winning the belts. And then another replay that gets cut off from Wrestle War with Doom in it. Uh, Doc, anything from anything I just mentioned, or can I keep rolling?
4: I think you can keep rolling. I didn't have a lot there, sir.
3: We we then are going to go to now a, a promo with Doom with Teddy Long, and this is post uh, the post match at Wrestle War. Let me go to that now. Here it is.
0: Admirably. They certainly did. Very physical team. Fans, we're going to hear from the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, in just a moment. But first, let's hear these comments from Theodore R. Long and Doom. Road Warriors,
2: what you just done is you just bought yourself a ticket to hell. And that's where Hawk and Animal and Paul Ellerin is going to end up. Now, you talking about a street fight? Well, we're going to show you what a street fight is all about. Because I've got the two soul brothers, Doom, right here, Ron Simmons and Butch Reed are from the ghetto, who were raised in a project, who were brought up the hard way just like I was until I came in possession of all this money. So Road Warriors, if you want to fight in the street, if you want to take it to the street, or if you want to end your careers and you want to get out of professional wrestling, well, I've got the two men right here that are just as big, just as bad, and just as tough as you are. Now, so, Brother Ron, you talk to them.
5: I can tell you this:
2: where I'm from, you don't pull on a man's clothes and them off. Get along, them, and you just talk for six hundred dollars. Oh. Too. When I get through with your hide, brother, I'm gonna take more my than brother. what I bargained for.
5: I oh, want coach. part of your. It ain't it over.
3: I don't know why Ron didn't just say ass. I mean, I don't know. Um, Maybe,
4: unlike Kevin Sullivan, he wasn't sure what he could say.
3: That's true too. I'm thinking about it like he's got you know pull back then or something, but yeah.
4: Was that the best Teddy promo we've seen so far?
6: That was good.
3: He was he was pretty good there.
6: Mm-hmm. He seemed hot. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he was. He was good. I mean, I thought he was fine. I mean, but better than fine. I mean, they they shot that good angle with them with the Road Warriors at the pay per view, so. They're trying to, you know, build something up there, and they're going to build something. They're going to build up something with Teddy and Paul Ellering as well. But, I'm your yeah.
4: soul brother, aren't I, Mike?
3: Sure. Harper, any thoughts on Doom and Teddy?
6: That was a good promo. Thoughts for two. Yeah.
3: Let's go to the Road Warriors now. They got to respond.
6: <clears throat> well, I me
2: proof. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, wrong. I me proof. All the sports writers wrong! The so-called tag team of the 90s, the skyscrapers, Our history but the tag team in the 80s and the decade, the road warriors with Paul Ellery. Everybody saw we had the skyscrapers beat, but then who comes down? Who does Teddy Long hire his big surprise? But doom! Doom! One thing about the Warriors is we don't forget nothing, especially you getting in our time and getting in our face. We want you, no matter where it is. Well, it seems to me, and it seems to me, that everybody wants a piece of the L.O.D. Well, you just step up in line. It's a short line. They don't last long. They come up, we knock them down. The master cylinder with the master plan. The Dolly Lama, he's the machine that drives the motor.
0: Don't want to miss the rematch in the street fight, the Road Warriors in Doom, and speaking of the Road Warriors, Corny, oh no, they're up next, let's go to the ring announcer, Tony Gillum, the Road Warriors are coming up momentarily.
3: Tony Gillum, that's the Tony Gillum. One. So, uh, Animal mentions the skyscrapers are done, um, I think that's partially true, because I think Spivey's gone, uh, maybe I'm not remembering it right, uh, me and Mark like, will Just be like a- the
4: dudes are gone, right?
3: Right, me me and Mark's gonna be around for for a while longer. Although, yeah, although I Forever. thought, although I thought, Spivey and Sid do one more time as the skyscrapers. I, I think
4: know. you're right on that.
3: So anyway, uh, decent. I mean, good promo from the Royal Warriors. I got that. That was my main note. Doc Did thoughts. You see
4: animal wearing the Zubaz. Yeah. Yeah. Shirt.
3: Gotta love the Zubaz.
4: Zubaz. anything else doc no that was it they didn't really oh. do a lot there these two the, this may this is, needs to be settled in the ring soon so these four guys can whip on each other
3: two badass tag teams i'll tell you that there was you go and doom Huber, any thoughts from you on that or the match we're watching
6: no just they destroyed the skyscrapers they're a real tough tag team
3: they got a watered-down version at Wrestle War because Spivey was hurt. Um, they, yeah. Um, but anyway. The Royal Warriors then make quick work of Hacksaw Higgins and Ned Brady. Boy, they win quickly, kind of like how they used to do on Saturday night in the studio, during the studio days. Anything from that, Doc? Quick. What?
4: That was quick.
3: Oh, yeah. Halber, anything oh, no. from you?
6: Nah, no. No.
3: So then they throw us to, we go to, I'm going to call it a promo with Sting. And they show Sting's scar from his knee. Uh, He's with Jim Ross. It was really meat and potatoes. Sting just says it would make him very happy to see Luger beat Flair for the title. I'll tell you, man, this is March, end of February when this is recorded. He's going to come back really quick from this knee injury. And that's pretty... I got to give Sting credit just for that. He comes back quick. I know you don't like Sting, Doc, and I know you probably, sh- you know, took a dump on this quote-unquote promo, but what would you think I'm not playing it? What would you think about it?
4: Man, I was looking at that too. I was doing so, I was actually going to bring that up here. I was doing some looking ahead for the year and we talked about it when it happened. I mean, back in 1990, this usually took a while. And he's going to be back fast.
3: I mean, he's he's basically back in like four and a half months, I think. And that's quick, dude. That's
6: quick, especially for fucking back then. I know.
3: I mean, I'm just saying, man, that's quick. And look, I know he's not, you know, on a football field, you know, cutting and running 40-yard dashes and or run routes as a wide receiver or something. But, dude. That's... There's a lot
4: of stress on those joints in that wrestling ring. And you... those yeah. ligaments.
3: So, anyway. Uh, Harper, did you have anything from Sting right there?
6: His knee look fucking rough, huh?
3: That's what I'm saying.
6: With that big-ass fucking scar?
3: Yeah, man. It's Ugh. rough. All right. Well, we keep moving. And we go to the Midnight Express versus Italian Stallion and Chris Powers. Uh, corny bobby and stan aren't very happy right now in the nwa but you wouldn't know it just from how they're looking when they come out they're having some fun there's somebody with a sweet stan sign a midnight mm. express sign and i do have a note um at about the thirty-five, forty-five mark we're gonna get some uh old school what did we call it back in the day uh doc from stan lane
4: the wiggle Michael or the dick dancing
3: a little bit of both here it comes yeah here it is right here Stan's going to shoot off his opponent, hit him with a clothesline, and there we go.
4: <laughs> that looked like he was trying out for the drive tones. <laughs> hey, fellas. Yeah. Hey, fellas. I like your stuff. All right, mind if I join in with your dances? Cracker, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we going to whoop on hillbillies. <laughs>
3: Uh, you know, the midnight. Like I said, they're not happy during this time with herd and whatnot. But you'd never know it when they go out there and wrestle and compete. They they're just professionals. And Stan and Bobby are you know two of the greats. Doc, what did you have from this match, if anything?
4: I thought that this the the that move right there. And then Bobby putting his hand on his face was a hell of a finisher with Stan back there, Dick dancing. That was a (laughs) screen full of awesome. That move looks great as fate. And now he's dancing. (laughs) What a screen full of wrestling right there.
3: All right. For the Patreon members, let's look at this again. Bobby hits the finisher, Alabama. And Stan is back there wiggling with the dance and this is fantastic. You're right.
4: Holmes' his face.
3: <laughs> Stan with the wiggle. <laughs> and you can't see Stan's head because his his neck is cut off. But you That's just see him right. in the background. You just see the body doing the wiggle. Harbor, <laughs> what do you think about this, if anything? That's
6: fucking awesome.
3: It really, really is. This is tremendous stuff. A midnight win with ease, as you'd expect. We then come out, we go to commercial and come back, and Doc, I don't, it's the Freebirds. Tell me, do you want me to play this?
4: My note here was this was the best Michael Hayes promo in a
0: long time.
3: Okay, here it is.
0: And roll express versus the fabulous Freebirds. Right now, let's hear from the birds. You know, Jimmy Jam, man, everybody just seen how we got ripped off. And that is under
2: protest. And that will come back to us. But first, up. you're right, we're going to handle it. First things first, Rock and Roll Express, let us explain it to you. Just like your old man told you, baby. He brought you in this world, and he can take you out. And it's the same thing with the birds, baby. We brought rock and roll into wrestling, and anybody that tries to imitate, much less duplicate, the fabulous Freebirds. Well, brother, then they're likely to run down a bad street, if you know what I mean, brother. Because if they say that only the good die young, well, then your ugly little butts are going to be around forever, Jack. But not fighting the free birds, because we've been here forever. Teams talk about being from the 90s, being from here. There ain't but one team that's still here and going to stay.
3: I mean, the best part about that was they don't look like two freaks. At a freak show.
4: Well, the biggest problem is is that Michael Hayes is out there with his sleeves cut off. And Jimmy Jams in a long sleeve shirt like he's at the ski lodge. (laughs) Nothing about Jimmy Garvin says rock and roll. Sorry.
3: No. We've we've litigated. And I thought Michael Hayes
4: had some macho man in that promo. Getting loud and then bringing it down.
3: Too much screaming for my liking but
4: Oh okay. Well, you've decided that you hate the freebirds. I get it. That's nice. That's that's real nice, isn't it? That's fucked up. It is fucked up.
3: <laughs> I, I love gets disgusted.
4: <laughs> There's oh, a lot boy. to be disgusted with you, Mike, but this is the this is the one that's on the top of our minds right now.
3: I got you. Understandable. Hubbard, do you have anything from uh Hayes and Garvin here? They look like something else, I tell you that much. Hayes with the trucker yeah. hat and
4: Man, Garvin needs some just for men in that beard, dude. Does he? Look right underneath his his mouth. Like the goatee? Yeah,
3: yeah.
6: Well. It happens. Yeah. Oh, mine's almost all white now. Yeah. Yeah, mine too.
4: But I ain't trying to draw money at center stage, so
3: No, could you have drawn money, but that's another I can draw money
4: around the world, dude. Yen, pounds, whatever it is. (laughs) Showbiz tokens. Showbiz tokens, skee-ball tickets. I don't (laughs) don't give a shit.
3: (laughs) All right, well.
4: candy cigarettes, I don't give a fuck.
3: We go then to the last match on this week's episode, the Rock and Roll Express versus the Fabulous Freebirds. Doc, did you just say Jesus because of the the dancing that these two are doing again? I mean, we we keep doing this weekly.
4: Did you hear JR called P.S. Uh, a frustrated Chippendale dancer?
3: <laughs> I'm frustrated looking at Jimmy Garvin right here again. What is he yeah, doing? Yeah,
6: Jimmy just looks like he's... Fuck. He's he just like trying a, way too hard.
3: He looks like a 40-year-old dad trying mm-hmm. to imitate his kids' dance moves and has no clue how to do it. It's 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 pretty bad. Yeah, But again, you're we keep right. talking about it over and over.
4: What if but, I told you that... What if I told you that... I'm going to look this up. I forgot to look up whatever it was I was supposed to look up earlier. Um, I'm going to see here how old Garvin is. Garvin... Okay. Garvin is 38 here. No, Garvin's thirty seven. Damn, and he's the oldest guy in the ring by
6: far.
3: Yeah, which is crazy when you think about it. I know, huh? Because like all of these guys have, I mean they've they've been there and done it. Like, I mean, I, look, I'm complaining about Hayes here, but at the Gibson's end of the day, Gibson's
4: next. I'm... Gibson's next. He's thirty one. Fuck.
3: Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you think of Michael 31. Hayes. You think of Michael Hayes in 1990, you're like man, he's pretty old. No,
4: that was no. I said Gibson.
3: No, I know, but you said he's the next. Like so, so I'm going to Hayes, Garvin. Man. Garvin is 37. You said Gibson is 31. What's Hayes?
4: Hayes, Hayes is uh, about to turn 31 this month.
3: He's 30, and he's an old man. <laughs> Cause he's been wrestling for some He's been doing it for over a decade at this point point. And
4: Morton Oh Morton's the second oldest in this ring
3: Was he 32?
4: 33 Oh okay Dude, So 37, see... 33, And 30
3: Every one of those guys looks older than what they are
6: Bruh you ain't lying
3: you, I mean, look at Ricky Morton there. To, to know he's 33, he looks older than that. Gibson, 31. He looks he looks 40. Garvin might look the young. Well, no, he's got the gray in his beard, so that kind of throws it off. Hayes being 30 is incredible, almost 31. That's nuts. I mean, so if you're Hayes, was, is
4: the, Hayes is the youngest guy in the ring.
3: 30 years old. Jeez.
5: Great.
4: I
3: mean, it's dude. He still—that was the thing about Michael Hayes when he was doing that Doc Hendricks thing. Like, you know, he was—he still was technically could have been. He was
4: thirty-six years old.
3: Right. That's what dude. I'm saying. Like, he could have. There. I mean, there's guys wrestle had told me Well he was beyond 50 that,
6: then I would have said, okay. <laughs> yeah. Really. Exactly. When he put on a fuck load of weight.
3: Oh, by that point, yeah, he was. He had yeah. gotten bigger. He. I don't know if you remember when we were in. Was it not? Yeah, it was 1988 when he was. He worked with Flair in the NWA a lot before going back to World Class and at the beginning of '88. And if you go back and watch any of those episodes, well, sh- you can't now. They're not on the network at this point, or not the network. They're not on Peacock. That's bullshit.
6: Bullshit.
3: If you if you if you could go back and it, maybe you can find it on YouTube and, and look at some of those episodes that he was on when he worked with Flair in '88 before he goes back to World Class. He's he's not like like bulked up or anything, but he's in phenomenal shape. He looks slim, like you could. He's not really big here, and he hasn't gained a ton of weight yet. But he he's in exceptional shape. And and just talking to Lance, he was working with Flair like every night. So you know he's he's probably eating good, and he's going out there busting his ass with Flair, and he just had dropped a ton of weight at that time. From from if you go back, if you could go back and look at him on YouTube at this point. 4340. That's
5: crazy.
4: 4340. Tell me what corny says.
3: Forty-three forty. So let me go to it. Um let's see. I'm at 4331. So okay. let me hit play. Here it is.
0: Robert Gibson's uh cavities that I'm sure Dr. Crook could could fix up real well. Dr. Glenn Crooks is the official dentist of the NWA. Jeez, look out. Oh. He almost came over here on us. And I know you don't want that, and neither do I. I wanted to get that plug come in so on. I'd get the check from Dr. Crook this
3: week.
4: What is it? It's really about at that? forty-three it's at 4345 and think dirty. Yeah.
3: Okay, hold on. <laughs> let's go again. He's
4: gonna come on us. <laughs> JR goes, I know you don't want that.
3: <laughs> let's let's play it again. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Right inside Robert Gibson's uh cavities that I'm sure Dr. Crook could could fix up real well. Dr. Glenn Crooks is the official dentist of the N.W.A. Jeez, look out. He almost came over here on us. And I know you don't want that and neither do I. I wanted to get that plug in so I'd get the check from Dr. Crook this week. Robert Gibson is in it.
3: (laughs) Come on.
6: That's nice.
3: Dude, they're just farting around.
6: (laughs) That's real classy.
3: Hey. They're just. Wow. (laughs) They're just farting around, man.
4: Yeah. Here we are in the middle of a fight for rock and roll. And these two are talking about double entendres with semen.
3: This stuff would just fly over your head back in the day, too. <laughs> oh, God.
4: Okay. So, did you hear during the camel clutch Skandor Akbar's name get brought up?
3: Did you, Hopper?
6: No. Did Harper didn't watch, watch the it? show. I didn't pay attention to it. What?
3: <laughs> um, do you have a timestamp, Doc? No. Oh, okay. What did you think about that, though, when you heard it?
4: Um, Sheik's on the roster. Maybe we could have talked about him. But always good to hear Skandor gets some love.
3: By the way, there was a Sheik appearance at WrestleWar90. G-
6: Jesus Christ
3: <laughs> And it was funny when he's flexing and that big beer belly So Doc do and I wrestle? were talking Mike Rotunda Oh Doc and I were talking about it the last time we saw Sheik was when he was on the danger zone with Ron Simmons with Paul E and he made that comment about intelligent American Jew Mm. yeah and that was in september i think of 89 so we hadn't seen him in a very long time which was crazy he just popped up out of nowhere i guess they figured well we're paying
4: him him and wild bill irwin are still in the fed
3: yeah
6: are they still wrestling are they still under contract hard to say
3: I I don't think Sheik's wrestling like they just kind of have sent him home mostly. I'm not sure about Wild Bill. I'd have to look up the results. What else do you have from this main event match, Rock and Roll and Freebirds, Doc?
4: I liked it better than you did, but I don't have anything else.
6: It could have been a lot worse. Fuck, I'd rather watch this than what? Than fucking. Norman the fucking lunatic or Bingo.
3: Yeah, I'm with you, Hopper. Um, right, I thought this was fine. I mean, it's a TV. Even though we've seen t- these
6: these these tag teams a million times wrestle, but but still.
3: Yeah, I it, this is uh, free television. Well, it's cable, but you know what I mean. Yeah. There, and,
4: there's your cable clutch. Pull up some sound, bruh.
3: Hold on, let me go back a second. Make sure I get the whole thing.
0: Hold him down. And a camel clutch. Shades of Skandar Agbar here. I didn't know that uh, Jimmy Garvin had any Lebanese blood. (laughs) I'll tell you what, that's a good move right there. Very effective working on a smaller back.
3: I love how JR oftentimes just no-sells corny. I didn't know he had Lebanese blood, and he just keeps moving. He doesn't even address it. Uh, Yeah, you're right, Doc. I mean, you've got the Sheik on the roster, so... You could mention him, but I guess that didn't happen. This was uh, one of the unique things about this was Gibson took the heat during the match and not Morton. Right. So, Mm -hmm. And they've done that before. I've seen it a few times, although it is usually Ricky Morton that we think of. But in the end, uh, the way this thing ends is we get a hot tag to Morton. Morton has Garvin pinned after a cross body, but the ref's back is turned. Hayes then jumps Morton. Uh, then we get a misfire by Hayes. Morton rolls up Garvin and the rock and roll win. But in the end, the Freebirds get some heat on Morton with a double DDT on him after uh, after that. So uh, Jim Ross and Corny sell it that the rock and roll tried to, or the Freebirds tried to steal rock and roll from the, bir- uh, from the birds. But anyway, I think I got that backwards. But uh, I-, I thought the finish was fine for free TV. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah,
6: here? it's not bad. Worked for me. Uh-huh. Yep.
3: um, The Freebirds did do a number on on Morton at the end, though. They're rubbing his face into the canvas. Gibson eventually is going to chase them off with a chair, and that's how things kind of wrap up before we go to Corny and Jim Ross at the close of the show. Again, overall, there's the pinfall. Morton and uh, Gibson win. Rock and roll beat the Freebirds. I thought it was good stuff uh, overall uh, for this show. But anyway, we need to rate this thing and hand out a Rolex. Before we do so, remember, you can become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon Get access to 300-plus Patreon-exclusive shows. And don't forget to use our Amazon Associates link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. If you're already shopping on Amazon, use that link. Give it to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces in your life. Tell them to use it as well. show gets a little small kickback return from Amazon when you use that link. Uh, I already know. I think Hopper rated this an A. I think Doc yeah. even said A. Is that correct, Doc? I didn't Doc? say
4: shit. I didn't say shit.
3: Okay, well, rate it then, Doc, since you didn't say a. anything yet. No, there you go. Yeah, I'm going to give it an A2. 51 minutes. Uh, we cut out the replays. This is top shelf stuff.
4: We you talked right. more shit than we wrestled.
3: Well, and with the commercials, I was telling Doc earlier today, Hopper, the commercials kind of get old after a while, but then you stumble upon that weirdo chiropractor dude from last week.
6: Yeah, what the fuck?
3: So. Like, they get old, but then you stumble upon a gem like that, that it's like, oh, wow, what the hell is this? On that note, we do need to hand out a Rolex uh, to the participants here tonight. Doc, will not you go first with the Rolex?
4: You're not going to believe me on this one, but I'm going with Buzz Sawyer.
6: Yeah, that's a good one.
3: Actually, I am going to believe you. and Yeah. I'm I'm gonna yeah. go with Sullivan actually, but Buzz is a Buzz is not far behind. Yeah. Harper, who do you give yours to?
6: I'm giving it to Buzz too now. Thanks, Doc. I cheered he, off of you. He All
3: didn't right. have anything he didn't have anything written, written down.
6: Fuck I don't write this shit down. Fuck I have written this shit down since Smoky Mountain. That's great. Must be nice.
3: I respect you, Booker Man.
6: (laughs) Because I watch it like an hour before we fucking do it. So why are you late? Why am I late?
3: Well, he's got to take a dump and, you know, maybe his girl needs something. or
6: Had to pick the dog up from the doggy daycare. Jesus. I know, huh? Doggy daycare. And Mike says
4: maybe she needed something. They all need something.
6: I went to doggy daycare and how's that working out for your dog? She loves that shit, bro.
3: Yeah. He was telling me this offline. You got to go ahead and tell
6: She loves that shit because she loves other dogs. So she goes there and she just runs around and plays with them. Then as soon as she fucking walked in the door, she's bruh, she's just dead. Totally exhausted, which is perfect.
3: Dude, that's the best thing when a dog just exhausts himself like yeah. that and knocks himself out for 12 hours.
6: Mm-hmm. It's fucking great.
3: So it's working out great for him, Doc. Doggy Daycare. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, we're getting close to to Wildcat's return. This show drops on July 22nd. And Wildcat Uh-oh. is going to be at Grace King High School July 31st. So, if you haven't we'll already done so,
4: in New Orleans, aren't we,
3: I don't know about we, but uh, if you haven't already done so, make sure you go to Wildcat's Facebook page, Wildcat Sports and Entertainment, and/or uh, WildcatSports.com, and you can get your ticket there. Uh, floors are sold out, from what I've been told. Papa told me, Luke told me, but uh, general admission is still available, so you can still get. Did Darren your ticket have to before. buy two
6: to. Fit? Did Darren have to buy two to fit his fat ass in? Him? that's nice
3: wow
6: he's got about one for him and one for his huge wrestling IQ
3: (laughs) let's remind everyone I
4: thought he bought an extra seat so that all the BTT army could one by one sit next to him and take pictures
3: (laughs) we need to remind everyone actually of what Hopper said last week when Hopper said there was a, a call put out to all the BTT listeners that are gone for someone, anyone, hopefully multiple people, didn't you say you wanted a picture of Darren's face on a poster board with the word Mark with an arrow pointed towards his face? Yeah, make some
1: Darren
6: heads, bro.
4: Darren heads and BTT Army signs. I mean, shit, we're going all the way to New Orleans. Let's have some fun.
6: Yeah, make some BTT Army signs and make some Darren's a fat Mark signs. Just remember, he would love this, that is, shit.
3: this is a school. Yeah. So what, you, what he's trying to tell y'all is don't put.
6: There's some dick.
3: But uh, I'm curious now to see since you've called for that hopper, who is going to do that?
6: That's right.
3: Because that would be great. So anyway, July 31st, Grace King High School at the uh, in the gymnasium slash auditorium 6 p.m the doors will open 7 p.m bell time gonna be a fun night and the shenanigans after i'm sure will be fantastic armando and phil please don't do anything to put yourself in jail that night uh, we yeah. don't have connections at orleans parish prison or jefferson parish prison so uh be on it's your best the, behavior
4: it's jail the night of
3: Anyway, I'm just poking fun at. Hey, Harper. Fun with them, is but... this a
4: school that you went to when you were a kid? Yeah, that's where I went to high school. Do you ever get anything in that gym? Maybe <sighs> <laughs> why? Maybe,
3: <laughs> why?
4: maybe. I'm just wondering if you wanted to take one of our lovely female alcoholics that's gonna be making the trip down and just recreate a scene,
6: Maybe That's nice. Let's do a reenactment of 1995, baby. Uh,
3: under the bleachers or center court, Harper?
6: Wherever you want. It don't matter. I want to put in my fucking cowboy some hell fucking tape in. And then uh, you can tell me how Cemetery Gates is your favorite fucking song.
4: What about Primal Concrete Sledge?
6: Oh, yeah. And fucking oh. uh,
4: The Heresy. Yeah. yeah.
6: Bro, I remember as a kid we were like it's called Hershey.
4: I always liked the art of shredding. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. I was listening to that in high school
6: too. Yep. Yep. Fulgor display of power, bro.
4: Yeah. Cowboys from Hell.
6: Mhm.
3: So with all that play in center court or under the bleachers, it doesn't matter. You're good either way.
4: Yeah. Now, Harper Do you have any information you'd like to share with the people on what your stable will be doing?
6: You got to wait and find out.
3: Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be good. I can tell you that much. I've been tipped off to some things, but you got to be there. You got to be there. July 31st, Wildcat makes its return. Be there. Yeah. Lots of BTT listeners are going to be there. So
4: here's the thing. Just like a damn dog, go get your. If you're planning to come to New Orleans, get your shots updated. Yeah, get your heartworm
6: pills. Your shit. heartworm pills, <laughs>
4: your uh, parvo booster, your rabies shot, <laughs> may be, maybe maybe a preventative penicillin shot if you're planning to head down to uh, taste, sample some of the the nightlife. <laughs>
3: Yeah, make sure you're up to date on your rabies, parvo, and like Doc said, I think that's a great recommendation—a pre-penicillin shot, just a, an advanced one for Adjusting the shenanigans. Just in case. Yeah. Doctor said, like, "Why do you
4: need this? Because I'm getting ready to bang some seriously sketchy, questionable ass this as weekend."
3: Yeah. Are <laughs> you oh, going? Oh boy.
4: I've I've clear. I had three things in the way. I've cleared out two. Okay. So I'm working on it.
3: He's that's not. Good going anywhere or doing anything he's full of it you know it and I know it that's nice hey all here's, right
4: here's here's the here's one of the reasons you can't do stuff like that when you're people like me this week we've had three straight nights of soccer practice for one team and this weekend we have four games I can't I can't come hang out
6: I just can't Fuck there's no assistant coach.
4: I'm not even coaching anymore. I got fired. Oh. Mike, I did I did try to set it up with the league to get like uh at the last game I said, hey, he goes, Um, how's the season going? I'm like, I got an idea with the guy who runs the league. I said, I'm gonna clue your ref in on it, but I'm gonna cause a big old scene and I want you to come running in from your office over there because it's indoor soccer. Mm-hmm. And ban me from ever coaching again, so I going not have to do this shit. Come on, bro.
3: Grow <laughs> up. Seriously. I said I'll kick
4: some. I'll kick some fake dirt like I'm fucking Billy Martin.
3: <laughs> wow, dude. Come on. What? Grow you
4: up. Said that, you said that the 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 two greatest days of your life were when your kids stopped playing youth sports and when you were finally comfortable enough to come out to your
3: wife. What? Right. I tell you, man, I spent so many nights and evenings in that Texas heat with baseball, football. See, Harper,
4: my kid is just now getting serious. And so they got a tournament this weekend, and both the coaches are Mexicans. And I like that because they take this shit super serious. And they're like, we got to practice every night to get ready they're running these kids fucking ragged to get ready I love it you kids don't play
6: uh school sports Mike
3: No, nah, man they take they well, beats. The, uh, yeah the oldest he he tapped out he was dude it, this is the, the this is the attitude of the younger generation he literally he's pretty good at basketball and he tells me I'm like why didn't you not go out for the team and he I'd rather said, make
4: money on YouTube
3: um, not just that, he was like, I like playing basketball, but I don't feel like playing for a coach that's just gonna yell at me, tell me to do this, this, and this. He's like, when I play, I want to have fun, and that's not fun. And that's the attitude. Uh, he, he even, um, the, one of the coaches asked him, like, at PE, he was like, why, why are you not, why don't you want to play? Like, what, what is... You know why don't you go and off because, the team?
4: Because I don't have to suffer your bullshit, coach. Yeah.
3: Hey, <laughs> and and uh, I, he just I like, make yeah, more I than don't feel like it
4: a year on YouTube.
3: <laughs> He's so like, yeah, I, just, I don't feel like it.
4: of kinesiology and cram it. Yeah, take that whistle and shove it up your ass. Wow,
3: that's nice. That's classy.
4: Well, yeah. and anyway, uh. Call the ticket office, call the box office, and get tickets now. Your favorite Wildcat stars at Grace King High School in Metairie, Louisiana, July the 31st. Bell time is? 7. 7 p.m. All right.
3: One last thing. Remember, you can still get your video shout-out, life and relationship advice from Hardbody Hopper. You just got to email him, ChrisHopper16Wildcat at gmail.com, and PayPal him 20 bucks to three cc three zero three eight eight cc at yahoo.com and you can get your own video shout out he can shout out a friend he can shout out a relative whatever it is he can insult them for you as well just got to send him an email and paypal them 20 bucks to do so Uh, also check out our Vantage Point the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murat and Michael Quinn the northern version of BTT slightly classier, a little bit more professional but still fun nonetheless, nonetheless. they support us please support them, and then check out the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV, they handle our ECW show on our Patreon feed but they also do a podcast on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, so check that out on the free feed on that note uh, be at Wildcat Sports July 31st because we're almost there, if you listen to this on the 22nd when it drops if Hopper doesn't have anything and Doc doesn't have anything else, Hopper, hit the tagline. Let's get out of here.
6: Book it, bitch. Yes.